Welcome back to Blazing Trails. I'm your host, Michael Revo from Salesforce Studios. Well, it's that time of year again. Trailblazer DX, the Salesforce Developer Conference, is back in person and online. And in this episode of Blazing Trails, we're going to get a preview with Salesforce co-founder and CTO, Parker Harris. Parker and I will discuss the evolution of the Salesforce platform, what excites him most about the future of tech, and some of the innovations that we're going to hear about at Trailblazer DX. All right, let's get right into it. Welcome back to Blazing Trails, Parker. Thanks for having me back, Michael. Pleasure to be here. Great. Well, I wanted to start by talking a little bit about automation. It's so relevant to businesses right now about creating flows and automating lower level work and freeing people up to do more rewarding work. What's happening with automation at Salesforce right now? What's our POV? Well, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of people don't understand the power of the automation uh, that we have and, uh, and, and even how easy it is. You know, you can do it with low code. You can do it with no code even. Um, and that uh, you can create a lot more productivity in your own corporation or if you're consulting and doing work for other companies that you could add an incredible value. Um, and I think we're all looking for, you know, squeezing out more productivity and, you know, from all of us. And, you know, why, why do it yourself if you can have the computer uh, do it for you? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I love this quote from John Cusera uh, here at Salesforce, which is, humans are uniquely capable of managing relationships while machines are great at synthesizing lots of information and extracting relevant insights. Talk to me about this intersection of systems and people and how they work together. Yeah, well, I, you know, I think I, John stole that, I think, from Stuart Butterfield. You know, our biggest <laughs> acquisition yet was Slack uh, yeah. a little over a year ago um, and just transformative for us. And if you listen to Stuart Butterfield talk, you know, what he'll say is, um, you know, there's human workflow where humans are working together. And, and then there's the automation of the enterprise. And obviously what we're talking about is we need more automation in the enterprise. And Yes, computers are well suited to automate the processes of an enterprise. But what if you can bring those two together in this beautiful way where, you know, you automate the workflow of let's say it's an approval process. What if you can automate all of that, but, you know, when a human needs to be pulled in, instead of humans being the orchestrator, what if automation is the orchestrator, the humans get pulled in at the right time, especially in an interface like Slack? And that, you know, it just comes to you in Slack. So imagine, you know, what if enterprise software is something you don't go to, but it comes to you uh, and it only comes to you when it feels like it needs you uh, as a human being, because it needs your intelligence, your sentience to say, I'm going to weigh in here. Uh, and that's important. I mean, it's great that you're talking about Slack because that's a big part of Trailblazer DX this year, the Slack integrations. I mean, just talk to me a little bit about what that's going to open up across the platform, having this this spine of communication and bringing stuff to the user like you're talking about. Super yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, you know, many Trailblazers out there know about the power of the Salesforce platform and they can understand how to build what we think of as applications. And you think of those in a lightning interface, for example, and you might have workflows or forms that you're building. Um, you know, you might have integrations bringing data from other sources. Slack has a different view. Slack has more of a, a chat-based interface and occasionally you might enter, you know, a modal or bring information to you. 
-hmm. We're bringing those platforms together. It's, you know, it's a powerful workflow platform and Slack and, and powerful forms building. But imagine if all the IP that you're doing in Salesforce, all of these applications, the workflows, the forms, what if you could bring those together with Slack? What if some of that information, you know, I'm in Slack and, you know, I have a workflow uh, that says, you know, approve this uh, opportunity, this deal. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it comes to me in Slack. So I, I've, I've connected the workflow from Salesforce to Slack. And then I'm saying, you know, what, Mike, I'm not sure I want to approve that uh, deal yet. I don't know enough about it. Mm -hmm. Do I log back into Salesforce, you know, to switch to a swivel chair, you know, mm -hmm. like in a, in a service cloud implementation? Don't, don't swivel chair in Slack, you know, have that integration work so that I could just with a slash command or, you know, other type of interface in Slack, yeah. quickly just open a modal and show me just enough information on that opportunity. Great. I see it. Awesome. I'm good. Click approve and I'm done, mm -hmm. you know, and so... Mm -hmm. You know, the idea is that we're going to enable all the trailblazers with all the skills and the tools they have uh, to really build uh, uh, workflow applications that join the platforms together and to build uh, forms-based applications uh, that bring the two, uh, two platforms together. And I just can't wait to see, you know, what that unleashes in creativity among our community. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, it's super exciting. And, you know, this year's Trailblazer DX is all about uniting all developers across the customer 360, MuleSoft, Slack, Tableau. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got this great momentum happening and it's going to bring all this opportunity to do this. I, I'm curious about that creativity and what the feeling is sort of inside Salesforce that people are thinking about of, of what this is going to open up in terms of supporting these transformations of so many of our customers. Well, you know, we're, you know, we're still in this pandemic, you know, but we're we're getting back to the office. I'm, you know, I'm working from home today. I was in the office yesterday. And now we're entering this new world of kind of, well, it's both, you know, we're in person, we're online, you know, going digital has never been more important. And the problem of doing this and transforming in this new world is speed. And that, uh, you know, not only do you need to get there quickly just to catch that, uh, you know, customer base in terms of demand or in terms of service, you know, that you want to you want to get there quickly and you want to do it for your customer, your company, exactly how they want. The only way to do that is with powerful platforms where they're just easy, you know, right, and I think right. easy for me, you know, we can talk about automation, but easy, I think, is, a, you know, in terms of a value, like. Why isn't it just simple? You know, when I, early on, I, I would say to, to my fellow developers at Salesforce, you know, let's make it fast, simple, and right the first time. So I want to just go quickly. I want to build these things quickly. I want it to perform quickly. And I want it to be as simple as possible, you know? And I, and I want someone to look at it and not go, wow, that's really complex. It's amazing you put that together. I want someone to look at it and say, I could do that. That doesn't mm -hmm. look that hard, mm -hmm. you know? And Often it's hard, to, you know, the, the difficulty in bringing the simplicity, actually you never see it once you get that result. Um, but, you know, low code, no code platforms like Salesforce, you know, automation and workflow building um, that we just talked about, you know, all of those are capabilities that are so important in this new world. And it's so important for trailblazers out there to be able to scale up quickly. So I love mm -hmm. obviously the Trailhead platform that you have that, you know, like, uh, you know, we have the tools and the power for you to go quickly mm -hmm. in this digital transformation. And if you don't quite know how to use them, you can go quickly to learn them, you know, mm -hmm. the power of that. And so 
Um, you know, that's why, you know, I meet trailblazers. I was just in France last week. We meet trailblazers from all walks of life. There's a mother gave her a golden hoodie uh, in, in France. And it was just incredible. She was just talking about how she was at home, you know, during the pandemic with her son, um, needed, needed to kind of pivot her job. She took some trailhead modules, got certified, and she's got a new career. And mm -hmm. those stories always just blow me away. And, uh, you know, I, I know we have many more stories to come. And I'd love for everyone listening to hear your stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that need for speed is so critical. You know, the other day I had to reset an Apple TV. And so I had to I had to get, you know, Netflix and HBO Max and reload them. And the experience between the different applications of having to recover a password and, you know, type in with through a terrible interface. So I get to Prime and I know Amazon is an early inspiration. And I get to Prime and they put a QR code on the screen. I take a picture of it with my phone. It knows who I am and says like, activate this device. I click one button and it's done. And so it was such a, having to do several of these tasks in a row and seeing the power of making it easy. It was incredible. And, and someone probably thought a long time, you know, and went through a lot of complexity in how they were thinking about and solving a hard problem to something beautiful and simple and, uh, and that's what we all want, you know? We want to solve things quickly. We want that incredible experience for that end user. That's just simplicity and, and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to create something like that from a big organization too, where you know there's so many stakeholders and everything else that goes on. So it was a, I, I was uh, in praise of that experience. It was great. You know, last year when we talked, you mentioned that there was a quote that you said that just because it's possible to write code doesn't mean you should write code, <laughs> which yeah. our conversation about speed makes me think about that. Can you expand on that within the context of the platform, sort of low yeah, code absolutely. and the power of that? Um, you know, speed and simplicity, you know, are, are very related to this 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 point. And, and that's that just because you could do something in a complex way, you know, why? You know, mm -hmm. if you could do it faster and more simply, why not just do it faster and more simply? You know, I celebrate when my developers take code out, you know, like right. if they were able to take it out, obviously what results is something that's probably a lot simpler. Mm -hmm. I could understand it more quickly. It's probably going to perform better. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I think the problem is one tool doesn't solve everything. And guess what? You're going to go faster. Your business is going to be much happier. You're going to be able to iterate much faster. There's much less to maintain. You know, it's it's one thing to like have fun writing some code. It's another thing to own it and maintain it forever. And so, you know, and, and code lives a long time. <laughs> you know, it, but once you write it, it, it stays there for a long time. And then you know, what if you're not the one, you wrote it and somebody else has to deal with it, then they got to learn it. You know, it's kind of like the story of all the people who have, you know, jobs maintaining the mainframe code, you know, and, and companies that keep paying them more and more money and say, please don't retire because no one else in our company understands this. That's a huge problem. And so what if that was kind of more of a no-code platform, no-code solutions, low-code solutions? So we always say, you know, make the easy things easy. So that mm -hmm. means like do it with no code if possible, but the hard things possible. Mm -hmm. And when I think hard things possible, like, okay, it's really hard. You might have to write some code. Mm -hmm. 
but I would love to keep innovating and keep replacing those hard things and making them easy. Mm-hmm. And I encourage the whole community out there when they see opportunities, how could Salesforce innovate to keep you know moving the needle to t- getting rid of code? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and it speaks to the experience. You know, in the developer community at large, we're seeing the same thing that we've seen in all over workplaces, which is uh, this great resignation. People are making changes. And we've seen that across the Salesforce developer community at large. And I'm just curious how we're addressing this and what we think about that. Well, you know, I think everyone out there needs to really think about themselves and their own health and their own balance. You know, I like to say, like, I'm always striving for balance, but I'll never achieve it. And so when we think about burnout, you know, it's just about how can you rethink what you're doing? So at Salesforce, we're doing interesting things like having a week of asynchronous work. We call it async week. Mm -hmm. So we shifted from in-person meeting culture to an online meeting culture. And it's like Zoom, 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 Hangout, Zoom, 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 you know, whatever Mm -hmm. technology you're using. And, you know, what if like some of that could get replaced by I'm going to, you know, collaborate around a shared document and I'm going to go do some work and then leave some commentary for you. And then you're going to pick it up and we're going to work together, but maybe not at the exact same time. Or I'm going to, in Slack, I'm going to record a video message to you, a clip, and I'm going to, you know, save it. Very rich content, way more than text, you know, it has the visual, the voice, everything I can convey a lot to you um, in a clip, send it to you. Uh, and then imagine, you know, uh, we have people all over the world, you know, if you're an, an engineer, let's have a little respect for the fact that, you know, the developer community is a global community mm-hmm. and uh, they don't all live in one place. It's not one time zone. And that's caused a lot of burnout, too. You know, yeah. it, like work when it's optimal for you, whether it's your time zone or what's going on in your life, people with um, at home with children. Mm-hmm. There might be times a day when it's just not the right time to do work and, you know, rethink it and think about how technology could help you get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we've certainly, you know, we dove into that as a company uh, with Async Week with and, and just all the different interactions you have across so many different teams and getting a big organization to sort of learn how to work this new way. And I know for me, it's been a journey with that of getting comfortable with, okay, I don't have to answer this right away or really use a notification to say where you are, what you're doing. I mean, it's some basic stuff, but it's a mindset shift, you know, of... of so kind of, you know, I think we all have to try new things. You know, even going back into the office, it used to be the people that were remote um, had issues and, you know, they were the second class citizen because everyone's in a conference room and you have the big video screen and you see the person online, but they see you with this little person around a table. And now we've just done very low tech solutions. Like if we have a meeting now and we know that there's someone or a number of members not in person, we all zoom in or log in on our own machine so that my image of what I'm saying and you know projecting would look just like this does right now. Even if I'm with you, Michael, in person, uh, other people that might be joining us, you know, may not be. And how do we level the playing field and keep it, you know, even? Yeah, yeah. Well, I still like the phone too. Rachel, who I work with on this yeah. podcast, will attest. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It's I, okay. It, you don't. It's, it's kind of like back to that simplicity and complexity thing. You know, sometimes right. simple things are good. You know, and the that's phone right. 
pretty simple and actually works pretty well. It does. Millions of years of evolution so that we could talk to each other <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, Salesforce has a thriving developer and trailblazer community. There's 15 million people that use the Salesforce platform to build successful careers and communities and yeah. companies. What's been the big draw? Why do you think that Salesforce community has been so successful? I think it's about impact. And, and I, you know, I think that having an impact is what we all want to do in our jobs. And, uh, and the Salesforce platform, the Salesforce community delivers that. You know, Trailhead being a way to for free skill up, uh, you know, is, is unique and incredible. And, um, and the combination of, you know, our platform being so easy and, and the enablement being free brings people from all walks of life too, you know, and, and so you, it brings a very diverse community. You know, they're not all people who have gone through traditional computer science uh, education uh, that they've learned, you know, on the job maybe, uh, or on the side of a job that they currently have as they're pivoting to their next career. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has made it truly vibrant. And, you know, the stories I hear of people who have, you know, created new careers for themselves. Um, you know, you think about the veteran community that, you know, comes out of the military service. And we thank all of you if you're listening for your service uh, and, and want to get back in the workplace. You know, it's amazing to see them get on our platform and mm-hmm. create uh, jobs for themselves or, you know, um, uh, underprivileged minorities, you know, um, that, uh, you know, need to reboot their careers or, or make a place, they're doing it on the Salesforce platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're partnering with a lot of those, you know, companies and nonprofits, you know, and developer groups. And if you have those out there, we want to work with you too, um, to help, you know, create a more equitable world, um, you know, which is obviously we, we think at Salesforce is, a, is part of the mission of being in business is, mm-hmm. is, is making the world a better place. And, you know, the Trailblazer community and, you know, the platform are really enabling a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Well, it leads to my next question, which as we're talking here and I'm thinking about being a founder of Salesforce and starting it from this small place and to what it's become now and what you're talking about. The question I had was looking back at the evolution of Salesforce, what's one thing you feel most proud of, which you kind of just talked about, but I'm, yeah. you know, I'm just curious your thoughts about that. Well, I, I think I, yeah, I'm most proud of Mark and, and his vision to create integrated philanthropy day one with our one, one, one model that uh, cemented in our culture, you know, this idea of doing more with this company, uh, you know, than just, which is wonderful, the CRM and the technology and the platform and and our business and and doing more than that. And, um, and then, you know, letting our community, our employees, our trailblazers, everyone keeps making it bigger and better. Um, and so I think I'm most proud of the impact we have on the world. And I can't take credit for, you know, most of it. It's happening, you know, um, because of everyone that's listening, because of, you know, all that we, you know, that we started so long ago. But, you know, now it's, it has a life of its own. So, um, you know, I just watch it and I'm in awe. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm most proud of the impact we have as a company, probably because we started with that foundational culture of giving back and doing more. Right. Well, so you're giving the keynote at TDX this year. Tell me what you're most excited about for this year's event. I'm most excited to get back together. 
uh, you know, and and have a conference. And uh, I want our Salesforce employees to be there. I'm I'm hosting a real intense um, offsite to work on parts of the Salesforce platform around our data architecture and data platform. We got people coming from all over the world, and I said you should come this week, and let's do it early this week, and then I want you to come. To our conference and, and experience our conference and meet all the trailblazers that will be there. So I'm just excited to, you know, obviously we have some great announcements. I won't talk about them right now, um, but getting back together and being with everyone, uh, I think is going to be so amazing. Can't wait to see everybody. So looking ahead at the broad tech industry trends, what excites you most about what's coming in the next years? I'm definitely watching things like 5G, which I think are really exciting and, and will transform in ways we don't really understand yet. Of you know, imagine, you know, if my phone has better connectivity than my my house does right now, you know, by orders of magnitude, um, what would that do? Um, but I would say what I'm most excited about right now is um, you know, data platforms and and a lot of focus, you know, we we call it our customer data platform. It's not a product that, it, you know, for marketing automation. But underneath it, uh, there is some incredible technology. And that technology is based on open source. It's based on a lot of open standards. Um, and when I think about all the customer data that um, we serve for our customers, it's not our data, it's all our customers' data. But mm-hmm. um that data is so important and the proliferation, we talk about it, there's more and more data in the world, you know, it's coming off of devices, it's coming off of activities of customers on websites or physically coming into stores or, you know, what have you, yeah. uh, calling up call centers. All of that is information that's very important of how can we give, uh, how can our customers give their customers uh, a much better lifelong customer experience. Yeah. And uh, the power of these data platforms and, you know, and, and having them move to a more real-time nature where, mm-hmm. you know, which has been a vision of mine for, you know, decades, I think it's coming together now. And, and then seeing these data platforms, you know, our, we'll, we will not have the only one. Everyone is building or leveraging data platforms. They're incredible partners like um, Snowflake and Databricks that um, have you know, and AWS has incredible data uh, services. Microsoft and Azure have great services. And our customers are using those. And the amazing thing I'm seeing is we can create a customer data platform, customer 360. We'll serve that up, and it's going to be incredibly powerful. Um, but in the future, our platform will just work seamlessly with data that's happening, you know, and it's on all your other platforms. So that's, uh, you know, I would say what I'm so excited about. And I spend... Most of my day is with some deep architects at Salesforce looking at our future in this area. So it just gets me really jazzed. Yeah. Well, that's a huge topic. And we'll have to uh, follow up on that another time because the, there's Absolutely. so much interesting stuff there. Yeah. And then any concerns about tech over the next five years? I know there's a lot of issues that people are concerned about. Anything for yeah. you that, that we should be thinking about? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think that, um, you know, the Internet's global, but nations are looking at the world a little bit more uh, from a sovereign and national perspective. So, you know, around technology, uh, you know, how do we think about data sovereignty and data privacy and, um, you know, data locality in this future world? That's why Hyperforce is such an important invention and uh, that uh, that we created so that we can bring our services all over the world uh, to where our customers need them. 
I do think that, uh, you know, I just talked about data and how excited I am about the power of data and the power of data for good to create better outcomes for customers. That could also be used in the wrong way. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I think we have to be careful about, um, you know, how can Salesforce lead with values, not just technology uh, in this future to make sure that as we provide these incredible capabilities for our customers, that we're giving uh, their customers transparency and trust in how their data, uh, you know, is being used uh, and, uh, and, and used for their own good. And if they're not happy or they don't think it's being used in quite the right way, that they have the empowerment to do something about it. And so as, as we move into this future, you know, we have an office of ethical use uh, that, you know, stands right by us as we're inventing the future that looks at these types of things. And, um, and that's why I think, you know, we're well positioned not only to give the technology to create better uh, customer outcomes, but also to make sure that customers um, demand that those outcomes are the, uh, the ones that they want and, and not the ones that uh, might be in a negative nature. Mm-hmm. Well, Parker, I'm excited for Trailblazer DX this year. And thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely, Michael. It's a pleasure. Really good to see you today. And I can't wait for our event. Yes. See you in person soon. All right. See you in person. And see all of you in person. That was CTO and co-founder Parker Harris. You're not going to want to miss him and so many others who are going to be at Trailblazer DX this year. Like podcaster, editor, and author Kara Swisher, who's been a guest on Blazing Trails, Paralympian and author Mike Schultz, also a Blazing Trails guest, and Olympic speed skater Ma May Biney. So join us at Trailblazer DX, where we're bringing together developers, admins, architects, partners, entrepreneurs, and students for a world-class learning experience that you will not want to miss. Connect to product managers, experts, and the community of Trailblazers across the ecosystem. Again, Trailblazer DX is happening on April 27th and 28th in person in San Francisco. And of course, you can join online at Salesforce Plus. Just go to salesforce.com slash plus, register with a TBID, and you are in. So thanks for listening today. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Michael Revo from Salesforce Studios.